Welcome to the game. This is game. They should have never gave you platform. Yeah, ooh, ooh, yeah, at the gap. We back the gap. We back. Yeah, the gap. Ow, the gap. Ooh, ooh, the gap. Oh, the gap. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. We back, y'all. What's good with y'all out there? How y'all living? Y'all living lavish? All right, then. I likes to hear that. Unless you a honky racist. I don't want you living lavish at all. Mm, mm, mm. But yeah, this is another episode of The Gap. I'm your lovely or hated host, Kamal, a.k.a. The Black Seinfeld, a.k.a. Magic X. You know what? Since I got the best audience out there, what should the best audience be doing right now? You goddamn right, giving yourself a round of applause. If they watching, at least they learning. And I appreciate all y'all. From the ugly to the beautiful and to the in-betweeners. And oh, god damn. So many in-betweeners out there. Oh my god. Whew. For my tubers though, YouTube been around since 2005. I don't need to tell y'all what to do to get the video or the channel booming. But just like the rest of the tubers say, I'm going to say the same thing. Like a sub. Sub a share. Share a comment. Comment a like. Y'all know what to do. Some of y'all spread out there, you feel me? Hey, for my potters, though, I'm on Google Podcasts. I'm on Apple Podcasts. I'm on iHeartRadio. And I'm on Spotify. Across all those platforms I just mentioned, all you got to do is type in The Gab or Kamal Johnson ENT. And bam, I'll pop right up. Also, i like to thank my sponsor, First Place Losers. The link to the shop going to be in the description below. Y'all go check out the fire-ass garments made out of 100% Egyptian cotton. I guarantee a boost your sex appeal up by, let's say, a 41%. And look here. If it look good on me, it's going to look good on your in-between ass, okay? And, oh, yeah, I appreciate all the ugly people and beautiful people and the in-between. Okay, yeah, we, <laughs> we already discussed that, all right? But before we get into the topic, you feel me? I do want to make a shout-out, you feel me? And this young man right here, uh, Seven, wrote a whole children's book. You feel me? All oh, black greatness, black excellence. Y'all see this book? Y'all go get this, okay? And the person you will contact for this book is Sincere the God. Or I think it's Sincere Love the God. I will have it in the, the video. You will see. But the person that wrote the book, Sincere is Seven's dad, you feel me? And I like what they doing, you feel me? He teaching his son business, tapping into his creativity, and wrote a damn children's book that's appropriate, you feel me? Yeah. Man, y'all go support Seven, okay? All right? And his dad, Sincere, got some music, too. I'm going to talk about that on my other show. But y'all go support. Get this book. I'm going to leave a contact in the video where you, who you could contact to get this book right here. Let's support this young man. You feel me? 
Good. Look, look at the artwork. You see the artwork? You see the artwork? Let's show, I'm going to show some more artwork. I ain't going to tell y'all the plot of the damn book. Y'all go get it. Okay? Incredible artwork. Black excellence. You feel me? Shout out to you, Seven. And Sincere. Black excellence right there. Mm, love it. Love it. Just wanted to get that shout out real quick. All right. Let's hop right into the topic. And today's topic, I got to talk about Juneteenth. And um, what they what are they doing? What the hell is going on? Oh, man. Since they made Juneteenth a federal holiday, I'm at a point where, no, I don't even want no... I don't even want it to be recognized as federally anymore. They're doing too much goofy stuff with it. And they're trying to intertwine it. And I know some of y'all are going to be out there typing with, How you be the bunchy? How can you do this? How can you be like this? They're trying to mix it and mingle with pride. For real. I'm seeing certain pictures. Oh, you see it right here. Gosh. You see this picture? Ain't nothing but white folks. I'm like, wait a minute. Y'all, okay, y'all want to celebrate it, cool, but celebrate it the right way. We've been celebrating Juneteenth. I've been celebrating Juneteenth since I was a little kid. Shout out to my uncle. You feel me? He the one got me into Juneteenth. You feel me? You know what I mean? Teach me about it, where it come from, and all that. And this is where Juneteenth comes from. Another. Bam, picture right there so y'all can see. I know I'm a, the Potter people are like, God damn it, you keep showing pictures. We can't see it. I'm, I'm sorry, my Potters. Hmm. <laughs> but anyway, this is this is the point of Juneteenth. You feel me? It was show, it was to celebrate the the free slaves in Texas. That's just a short gist of it. I showed a picture in the, the longer version where y'all can read through it yourself and stuff. But... That's the point of Juneteenth, you feel me? And we've been celebrating it before it became a national holiday. And now since it got a national holiday, I feel like they doing all types of goofy stuff with it. They trying to capitalize of it, you feel me? Even from last year, when they made the Juneteenth ice cream. And they tried to mix it in with the Pride ice cream. You see it right here. What the? Bruh. We ain't having that. Nope. Scratch that off the list. We ain't having that. Also... It's like, bruh. I feel like Biden is going to be like, see, I, I, I did something for you black people. I gave y'all a national holiday, baby. What? <laughs> you don't vote for me. You ain't black. Because I gave your black asses a national holiday, Juneteenth. Oh, my God. What? I dare you. He trying to mix it in with pride. Next thing you know, it's going to be called Pride Team. Jesus Christ. <laughs> God damn. In all seriousness, I know I'm doing jokes, but hey, man, I can see this happening. I can see this happening next year. Golly, the goofiness. Oh, my God. Oh, no, man. It's just like. I'd rather this just not been a federal holiday at this point. If y'all ain't gonna celebrate it right, I don't want y'all celebrating it at all. Yes, us as foundational Black Americans, yes, we we gatekeeping. I'd rather us gatekeep Juneteenth at this point. 
We see the tomfoolery. We see the goofiness. We see what's going on. I, I, I don't like it. It's comical in a way. It's like, God damn. It's like comical like that. Remember Nancy Pelosi with the or however the hell you say her name? And she kneeled down with the kente claw. I stand with my black brothers and sisters. It's like, get your ass up. You know your knees hurting being on your knee, Nancy. <laughs> it's like, bruh, if y'all gonna goof troop Juneteenth, just leave it alone. I'd rather you not even celebrate it. Yes, I said it. I'd rather you not celebrate it. All this goofy rhetoric, all this goofiness behind it. Oh, we're getting past the point of why Juneteenth was celebrated in the first place. Golly. What's the next thing y'all gonna do with Juneteenth? Y'all already had it, and this was some, some black people that did it. Coons! Cooning away. Talk, talk about, well, Juneteenth, we gotta keep it inclusive, you know? Like, we gotta have everybody be shown around the Juneteenth. No! Why the hell do you have a white couple oh as your imagery for Juneteenth? No! I just showed y'all what Juneteenth stands for. That has nothing to do with white people. These coon and coonettes gonna talk about, we got to keep it inclusive, baby. They're like, this, this, this don't make no sense if we don't include everybody. Damn. They turning Juneteenth into a sit a sitcom. Ugh. It's getting goofy out there, y'all. You know Conway the Machine, he be like, it's getting spooky out there. Well, <laughs> come on the Black Seinfeld. It's getting goofy out there, y'all. They goofifying Juneteenth. No! And those black people, we gonna celebrate it. We're gonna celebrate it the right way. We don't care what they do. We gonna celebrate it the right way. But at this point, I don't want the message of why Juneteenth is why Juneteenth is get diluted by this goofiness that they trying to do. Did y'all see they had the goofy chick? She was like, what was she? Kenyan, Nigerian? I don't know. She was some African. You feel me? And they, they they made her win Juneteenth. She was the Juneteenth princess or whatever. And they had some some uh other white goofy chick interviewing her. How's it how's it feel to be Juneteenth princess of the month? Then <laughs> actually, oh, you know how Juneteenth Juneteenth is. It's dear to my heart. It shows bravery, uh, imagination, uh, creation. Oh, it's to the, all the hard work. You feel me, Juneteenth? So the goofy white chick. So what? What does Juneteenth even mean? African chick. Well, uh, oh God, Juneteenth means integrity. Uh, it means uh means bravery. Uh, Juneteenth also means uh you know uh togetherness. Ah, uh, you know, Juneteenth, uh, damn, she's like, damn, what, where does Juneteenth come from? She's looking all in the air, thinking it's gonna come to her, like, ah, uh, she didn't even know what Juneteenth meant. Goofiness. That's what I'm talking about. 
I don't want this goofiness to dilute the message of what Juneteenth really meant and why we celebrate it as black Americans. God damn. Oh my God. Only try to do this with our celebrations. They try to make it all goofy and inclusive and we gotta include everybody. No! No! God damn! None of that. Y'all making it look stupid. Don't he? Y'all, y'all got these Juneteenth princesses and all this other stuff. They don't even know what Juneteenth even means. Where it stem from. Golly. And that's today's topic, you feel me? I had to talk about this, because you feel me? Juneteenth coming up. I had to talk, I talked about Juneteenth last year. And how they try to capitalize and monetize Juneteenth. Now they trying to goofy and dilute the message of what Juneteenth really means. Jesus. Hmm. My sources. You see it, social media, publications. Do what I need to say more. Washington Post, New York Times. Y'all seen it everywhere. All right. Damn, man. Tired of that? Mm-mm. Yes. Us as foundational black Americans. Gatekeep. I love it. Enough with the Juneteenth topic. You feel me? All right, y'all. Y'all know what segment we about to get into. Ooh-wee. We about to get into the sad segment. And today, I got to talk about this movie. And there's other movies with this name, actually. The Occupant. I saw it on Netflix. They have other movies called The Occupant. And they're pretty scary. You know what I mean? Th- you know, drama, thriller. But this one was more that I saw. It was a, a Spanish movie, actually. They had the subtitles, you know. You feel me? Um... And it was English dubbed. They English dubbed it. And it was more of a thriller drama. And before I get into the plot of the movie, oh man, I got the plot for you. Oh my goodness. Uh, Let me give you the stats and some of the cast, you know, the important people in the cast, you feel me? And we're going to go from there. So IMDb gave it a 6.4 and Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 61%. While the people gave it a, a 50, 56%. And um, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I could see why the the scores are like this. You feel me? All right. Me personally, I thought this was a pretty solid movie. But I could see why people could think this was pretty bad. Because I could see within the plot, you get a little confused. And I will tell you where the confusion at. But other than that, I thought this was a solid, and it kind—it was kind of comical at a certain point. I'm like, damn, bro, really? I mean, I'm telling you, them spent them Spanish movies and Spanish TV shows. Y'all know how to throw on the uh, the spiciness on a drama, especially it'd be like mellow. It usually like melodramatic drama. Y'all throw on the spicy shit, you know, the tell tell spiciness. You feel me? On it, you'd be like, god damn. I didn't know this could be this spicy. So, 
With that being said, I'll say freak the, freak the critics, you feel me? I understand. I get y'all, you feel me? But uh, some of the, the, the actors, that the most important ones, uh, Javier Gutierrez, he played Javier Mones. You know, he was basically the main antagonist. He was the evil villain. Then you had Mario Casas. He was Thomas. And I mean, I mean, he was the evil villain too, but he was the one getting got. So I'm like, uh. Then you had Ruth Diaz, and she is the wife of Javier Munez, and she plays Marga. And then the wife of Mario Casas, Thomas' character, is played by Bruna Casi, and she's Laura. And them is the main characters you need to know. I mean, each family had kids and stuff like that. And there's other characters that came into it. But them is the main four characters you need to know. Now, let me tell you about this plot. Oh, Lordy Lord. Y'all ready? All right. So, <laughs> it started out basically, Javier Munez, essentially, he was like a top dog in his field. He was like an ad executive or something like that. He worked in advertising. And he lost his job, which leads to him losing his uh, lavish apartment. And they had to downsize, him and his wife and kid. You know I mean, had to downsize. You feel know I me? Mean? And so then he's trying to get back on his feet. He tried to go get another job of somebody that you know. that No, not that you know. That he knew back in the day. And he thought it was going to be like, all right, cool. A little bit of nepotism. I knew birth back then. I was going to be easy peasy. I'm about to get this job back. No. What happened was, bro tried to play him. He tried to give this grown man an internship. What? Are you freaking serious? Bro got a mortgage. Bro got a family. He got kids to feed. And you gonna give this man a damn internship. God damn. It played it off. Like, kind of laughed about it. And so, the dude that, like, he, he left him with or whatever to, like, get his paperwork. Bro was like, yeah, man, it's an internship. He already... And he gave him the little juice, gave him a secret. He's like, hey, bro, I'm going to be honest with you. He kind of said we were going to lowball you anyway. So, <laughs> and it was like, God damn. Lowballed his ass, gave him an internship. No, he had nowhere else to go. So, and this is where the confusing part came in. Because I thought he was going to, like, get even with that guy. No, you never hear from this guy ever again. He gets even with a total stranger. And this is where Thomas comes in. And Thomas is like being successful and he moves into Javier's apartment. His old apartment. Bruh. I'm like, yo, what? And he's stalking him and he like, he basically like, yo, you know what? I'm tired of my life. I want your life. You know what? I, and then down the line, I'll tell you down the line. So, Javier, right? He starts talking, bro, and then, like, you see that Thomas, he has issues himself. And, like, you thought it was peachy Kichi with bro, bro. It's like, nah, bro, Thomas is in AA meetings for his drinking. He done beat his wife and kids. Beat the bloody hell out of him. I'm like, God damn. So then, like, Javier is like, you know what? I'm going to stall it out, you feel me? I'm chilling, you feel me? But, uh, you know, it. I think the breaking point for Javier was it wasn't him losing his job. It was his own family because, like, Marga and then they son, some a little fat, you know what I mean, a little bigger, 
And Javier was like, you know what? I'm going to try to whip my son into shape. We ain't had time to bond. So he tried to bond with him, run him up the hill and stuff. And, you know, his fat ass threw up. Jesus and that's Christ. normal. You could be fat. You could be skinny. It doesn't matter. If you ain't worked out in a while and somebody pushes you to work out, you're going to probably throw up. I've done it when I was a little kid. You eating all them goddamn sweets and snacks and stuff, and you try to you try to work out and run and stuff, you going to hurl. So what happened? That happened. You feel me? And then his wife, Margaret's like, how dare you take my son and make him run up the hill like that? Oh, God. Like, you are brutal. And I'm like, are you trying to just make his son competitive and get his fat ass into shape? God damn. But... <laughs> Now, I think that was the breaking point for Javier, because Javier was like, man, you know what? I'm tired of my son being fat as f and I'm tired of you. You not being competitive no more. I don't want to have to come home and have my wife smell like bleach because she got a job, because he got laid off, so she's a cleaning woman now. And he, I think that was his breaking point. So then he started being like, you know what? I want a wife swap. Actually, I want a family swap. I'm a family slop with Thomas, you feel me? His family better. And he don't deserve his family. He whooping their ass and stuff. So that's essentially what was the plan and what happened. He went he went to the AA meeting where Thomas is at, kind of befriended, bruh. And then he started getting all the dirty details about bro. And like, basically, he kind of, uh like Thomas invited him in a home of Javier. And then like, yo, Javier start planting the seeds and start making it be like you know what i'm the better man and start making it seem like thomas was ultra crazy because thomas was dealing with some mental stuff but then he made him seem ultra crazy and at one point there is this gardener that used to they you know worked at the building and he noticed javier was like oh what's up bro i ain't seen you in a minute and javier was like you know chill bro do you feel me and he caught wind that oh he's trying to He's trying to do some faulty stuff with Thomas. And basically, the gardener, disgusting ass, was a little a pedophile. And he was like, you know what? You have to go in there and get them draws so I can, you know, sniff them. And in my head, I'm like, damn, he freaky. He's trying to get the wife draws. And then, bro, was like, nah, the kid. And the kid's like eight. It's a little girl. I'm like, oh, you got to get bro out of here, which Javier did, got him all arrested and got him out of there, and you feel me? And then he worked his plan with Thomas. And what did he do with Thomas? Got him all crazy, got him out there, got him all arrested and everything. And he told his, and Javier told his old wife that he divorced and stuff. He, bro, all he did was this. Javier just start. he didn't even, they didn't have no argument or nothing. He just packed up his stuff and was like, I'm out of here. Deuces. <laughs> and then he went to the other family. Laura just became just became the little girl father figure. They became married. And in a sense, they lived like a happy life. It was wild. It was like, bruh. Yo, the occupant. And the whole time I'm like, why is this called the occupant to the very end? It's like, oh, bruh wants to occupy his life. Javier wanted to occupy Thomas' life. He was like, Thomas, you got the better wife and kid. Like, bro, you ain't treating him right, bro. You know what? <laughs> Javier was like, F my old family. I'm about to go into this new family. That's better anyway, in his eyes. And basically, that's what happened. <laughs>
be occupied, bro. Life. God damn. Ended up getting it. He ended up getting Thomas job. Bro got Thomas job at the end of the day. He literally occupied every aspect of Thomas life. God damn. The occupier. That's what they should have called this. The occupant. Nah, the occupier. Bruh, Javier is the occupier. Oh my god, bruh. And it makes you think, like, who's really the supervillain? Javier Thomas. And that's what I kind of like about these Spanish shows and Spanish TV shows and Spanish movies. Because they don't make one person the ultimate good guy and one person the ultimate villain. Everybody got flaws. Like, Laura had her own flaws, you feel me? Marga had her own flaws. Everybody has flaws. You feel me? But this was a diabolical plan by Javier. But in day, I'm like, damn. <laughs> was he really the protagonist? The antagonist? Or was he, like, the hero? Like, he did ditch his one family. But he ended up saving another family. Some might call this man high value. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. I had to say it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But, yeah. That was it. Once again, that was The Occupant on Netflix. I thought this movie was pretty solid, but I could see why some people would get confused. Because that one portion really did confuse me for, like, 30 minutes of the movie where I thought he was going after the dude that tried to play him and lowball him. But actually, that was a whole different person. Like, that that threw me off. I was like, what? Why wouldn't he go after the dude that tried to play him and lowball him? And he just go after this random person that moved into his spot. Hey, man. But to each their own, I guess. Mm. All right, y'all. Y'all know what time it is. Ooh-wee. It is meantime. And I got some juicy memes for y'all. Y'all already know how the format of the show goes, so I don't need to tell y'all. So we got Soldier Boy. You know how he has it. Drake! Drake! And it got above him. When you ask about Juneteenth, and they bring up Columbus Day. Columbus? Columbus? On Juneteenth? What? Come on, y'all. Golly. Stop doing that BS. I be seeing y'all do that. I'm like, God damn. You ignorant mother. All right, so I got a meme with no words. And I told you about the occupant with the family swapping. So in this family swap, the Simpsons and Family Guy. And this looks funny. <laughs> Look at the dog. Look at freaking goddamn Stewie. Marge kind of, like, uh, uh, Maggie Simpson kind of looked the same. Her head is bigger. But they got the, oh, my God, bro. Y'all just have to see this, man. This is hilarious family swap, man. Oh, my God. Hilarious! Oh! <laughs> Yo, do I got, I think I got the Krusty the Crab Lab. Do I got that? Oh. Oh, do I got it? <laughs> nah, I don't. I don't, or if I do, I can't find. Oh, I do right here. <laughs> All right, y'all. I got another meme for y'all, and it got like a a 
a kind of a Miley Cyrus chick on here saying, ah! and it's saying, happy Juneteenth, except to the racist ones. <laughs> and I feel like this was happening to Juneteenth. It's getting mad goofy, and it's like, you know, we get these type of white folks celebrating Juneteenth. You feel me? And they're like, oh my God, happy Juneteenth! Ah! And they, they don't even know what Juneteenth is meant for. They kind of just thinking like, they're like, Ain't it the same with like pride? It's like it's with that. Like, you know, with the you like, no. Not at all. Pride has a own separate thing. Compared to Juneteenth. Okay, it's its own separate entity. God! Jesus! <sighs> anyway, you know what? I appreciate y'all, you feel me? another episode of the gap and since i got the best audience out there and y'all my lovely audience y'all been rocking with me the numbers going up too i see it you feel me y'all know what y'all need to do give yourself a round of applause if they watching at least they learning and i appreciate all y'all from the ugly to the beautiful into the in-betweeners and oh my god bruh it is so many in-betweeners out there. Wow. Mm. For my tubers, YouTube been around since 2005. I don't need to tell y'all what to do to get the video or the channel booming. But just like the rest of the tubers say, I'm going to say the same thing. Like a sub. Sub a share. Share a comment. Comment a like. Y'all know what to do. Some of y'all smart out there, you feel me? For my potters. I'm on Google Podcasts, I'm on Apple Podcasts, I'm on Spotify, and I'm on iHeartRadio. Across all those platforms, all you got to do is to type in The Gap or Kamal Johnson ENT, and bam, I'll pop right up. You feel me? Yeah. I also appreciate my lovely sponsor, First Place Losers. The link to the shop going to be in the description below. Y'all go check out the fire-ass garments. Made out of 100% Egyptian cotton. I guarantee a bushel sex appeal about, let's say, uh, 41%. And look here. If it look good on me, it's going to look good on your in-between ass, okay? And with that being said, I appreciate y'all, you feel me? Except for the honky racist, I don't appreciate y'all. Y'all could drown in acid. And one more thing. Y'all go support this young man, Seven. You feel me? He's created an awesome children's book appropriate children's book you feel me and shout out to his dad sincere man i appreciate this this is black excellence you feel me with that being said y'all have a good day good evening good whenever it is y'all consuming this content and i'm out y'all peace man <laughs> boy that movie the occupant was crazy bro it's time to he did his own family swap of how they trying to do a swap with Pride and June T. Let's be real. This was good. This was good. Ooh, yeah.